Hi, Vicki here. I just wanted to let you know that when I was recording this interview with our good friend Latanya Moore, we had some internet glitches, so it made a little glitchy thing here and there during the recording, but it's so worth listening to. So hang in there, overlook the internet glitches, and enjoy and be blessed by this talk with Latanya Moore. Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Vicki, and I am so excited to have our good friend, LaTanya Moore, with us today. LaTanya, you've heard her before on our episodes, uh, talking about getting the middle schoolers ready for high school and what it's like being a Black American here in home, the homeschool world, but it's been a while and a lot has happened since the last time we've talked. So I'm just uh, really glad to have LaTanya. I want to say this, LaTanya, about you before we start talking. So LaTanya is one of those people that don't talk all the time, you know, that, that they, she's not a chatterbox. And uh, so when LaTanya says something it's the kind of thing people listen to. And when I listen to you, when you do your Facebook lives, it's like there is wisdom and material for prayer and thought. So you remind me a lot of our seven sister, Sarah. She doesn't talk all the time, but when she says something, every word has meaning. So that's that's what I think of when I think of Latanya. So with that introduction, Latanya, say hi to everybody and kind of tell us about what's what your family's doing these days. Well, first off, Vicky, you're about to have me in tears over here. Um, <laughs> thank you for those kind words, and um, I take them to heart because I do want every word that I share. I want it to matter and make a positive impact. Um, in this world. And um, my, my kids probably say I talk a lot, <laughs> <laughs> especially if I'm in lecture mode, yeah. but they, I think my lectures are pretty awesome, even though they might be a little bit long. <laughs> so, um, but what we've been up to, so since the last time I was able to join you, my daughter, one of my daughters and I, we experienced an accident and this accident kind of, well, it didn't kind of, it did change the trajectory of the way things happen in our homeschool and in our family. They had to kind of take a lead in their homeschooling because I couldn't do it. And my husband hasn't been a co-teacher and it works for our family till it didn't work anymore yeah. because I wasn't able to do the things that I used to do. I was really in a place of just trying to not drown and sink to the bottom and not be able to come back up. And, mm -hmm. and when I say sink to the bottom, I'm talking about mentally, mm -hmm. physically, mm -hmm. spiritually, psychologically, all, all of those words, all of those big words that make us who we are. Um, so luckily, because 
the way we homeschool, my kids, they knew how to do things for themselves. Like they knew how to get their curriculum or their books that had already been purchased. Mm -hmm. And I was able to bring in other tools like websites that people took time to build. So yeah, might as well use it. And that really helped us to keep them going so that they weren't stuck with me uh, as I was trying to, and as I still am working to get better. But now we have a, ske- a, 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 a schedule, a new routine. It's not really a schedule, but it's a new routine. And I don't hold as much of their lessons in my hand anymore. Now I am utilizing other educators, people who have more information about the topic than I have. And even the classes that I can teach, like math, I'm even looking for help in those areas, especially if I realize I'm too tired, like mentally, I'm too tired to do it. And I don't want to hinder them because of my tiredness. I'm utilizing resources like our school. We've used IXL. Um, I've paid for boxes from Tinker Crate, even though I have high schoolers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good to play. And I'm, I'm yes. very big on making sure that they still play and uh, challenge themselves in different ways outside of the textbook. We even did, uh, what is it called? Like Radish Kids. The cooking box. We did radish kids. We started incorporating a lot of different things that I would usually say, oh, I could just get a a cookbook and we could cook recipes out of the cookbook. Mm -hmm. And and cookbooks are on my bookshelf already. But you know what? Radish kids came in the mail and it gave them something to look forward to. And it had their name on it. And it wasn't me pulling out the recipes for them to do. Mm -hmm. So that's what our homeschool looks like. It looks like me being the facilitator and making sure that they have the resources that they need. Yeah. So what I hear is, you know, you guys went through a major trauma and, Mm -hmm. and the impacts and, you know, I work as a counselor, so I've been through this with clients so many times when your body goes through like a severe accident it affects your body, but also your brain and your emotions. And, uh, you know, there's, there's all kinds of trauma, you know, all the way down to spiritually. And that affects the way that you do homeschooling. Mm -hmm. And that's not wrong. That is not like, if, if this is the thing that happened in your life, you know, God didn't check out of the universe. And what you did was you adapted your school to a very natural thing that's worked very well with your family. What has given you the courage to homeschool that way? I would say the courage comes from, you know, when negative thoughts or comparison, because not everyone is homeschooling this way and people Mm -hmm. having a a rigorous approach and preparing for Ivy schools and things like that. Um, but what I say to myself is that Joshua 1, 9, that's my affirming verse in God is I am strong. I am courageous and God is with me. And because I believe it for myself, I also believe it for my children. And I have, I haven't always been the age that I am today. Mm. And what gives me courage is knowing my own story. And my own story is I went to school. I went to high school. I went to college. 
Um, it didn't look exactly like the perfect four-year plan, but my journey has put me in spaces that I would not have imagined if I would have done it the way everyone else does it. So because I haven't done it the way everyone else does it, I know that if if it's been working this long, it'll continue to work. And that's what gives me courage to keep um, believing in God's direction versus the direction that I think or I've been taught to take in the approach that has been embedded in the culture. Like you do it this way. And if it doesn't look this way, then you be setting yourself up for failure. But I don't, I just don't believe that that's true. And since I don't believe it's true, um, I can relax and be okay and know that they're going to have everything that they need for whatever it is he's calling them to do. And some of us know at a very young age and some of us don't know at a very young age what we'll be called to do. And but he knows and he prepares. And I think about me as a homeschool parent. I didn't I didn't wake up at 20 and say, oh, whenever I have children, I want to homeschool them mm-hmm. and we're going to homeschool this way. Mm-hmm. It, it came that came naturally. The idea to homeschool came naturally to me, just like from living life. Like, oh, yeah. well, this just seems like we should continue on doing what we've been doing why mess up a good thing Mm -hmm. and um and I I think about that as even in the high school years I think about um why mess up a a good thing that's working because there's going to be a time for rigidness uh when they you know maybe when they enter the workforce but they may also have an experience like mine where I I'm in the workforce but I don't work in a, a rigid environment there are going to be future opportunities that we cannot have imagined. So that gives me courage. That gives me courage to know I don't know the future and he does. And he's, he hasn't failed me and I don't believe that he will fail them because they are his. Yes. Yeah. And, and so what you've done is by faith, allow your family to educate together in the way that was right for your family. And yeah, we seven sisters are always saying there's not one right way to homeschool. Mm -hmm. And you've had the courage to continue to seek God and to adjust and and do what's best educationally and lifestyle for for your kids and your family as a whole. But one of the things I've enjoyed is watching how the, you know, you have taught without school and your kids have taken courses in different settings, but you, that just kind of grew into other things as far Mm -hmm. as what you're doing professionally. So if you don't mind talking about it, let's (laughs) kind of share. And just so people have an idea of like, God, even when we face crises, like an accident Mm -hmm. in our life, God doesn't give up. You know, he is not worried about this he will open doors and take care of your family Amen. So, so tell us a little bit about what what uh, doors have opened and what you're doing these days well I've mentioned out school when you just mentioned out school I started teaching on out school in 2017 when it was new mm-hmm. um, not a lot of teachers 
not a lot of kids, but I had six kids in my first class and it was amazing. Mm. I didn't think I would teach kids again because I realized I'm not a public school teacher. It's just not, mm. I talked about rigidness mm-hmm. and I, I don't do really well with it. Yeah. So I figured, I guess that uh, that's out of the running for me, but out school, out school came along and I did a video about that first class and how wonderful it was. Mm-hmm. And it connected me with the CEO of our school, Amir. And he sent me an email and that began our relationship. And I moved into doing things behind the scenes because I do blog myself and I podcast and I use social media. And those were skills that out school needed. They didn't have someone doing those things already. And I was passionate about the company um, as a teacher and as a parent. And um, fast forward to 2019, I had the car accident. I was uh, uh, Amir, we did a Zoom call and, you know, he asked, well, tell you what can we say? Oh, just don't take my work away from me. I can't work that well right now of all the things that I'm going through. And I remember crying on that call Mm -hmm. because it was just really a hard time. Mm -hmm. And not only did I leave that call feeling seen, but I also got a pay increase. And I was like, in the middle of a crisis and telling someone I really can't do my work right now, I was given a raise. And that was something unexpected, but a very appreciative. And then a few months after that, um, I went as a full-time employee. So until 2019, from 2017, I was a consultant contractor. And then in June, I became a full-time employee. Mm-hmm. And the job that was designed for me was based off of who I am for the skill set that I have. Mm-hmm. And so it makes the work really enjoyable mm-hmm. um, because it's thing that I like to do, but also growing because I'm a lifelong learner and hopefully my children will be lifelong learners too. I believe in not just uh, staying stagnant. If there's something new to learn, then learn it. Like now I'm learning SQL, which is, I don't really know exactly what it is, but (laughs) I, I took the initiative to learn it. It's not something that I actually need, but it's something that I wanted to learn because again, lifelong learning. And I want to know what people are talking about when they, when they're sharing, um, in our, in our meetings and in our, uh, flat conversations. So I started off as a teacher. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought I was going to do was teach. And now I do, I still teach. It will say that one dream I had, I used to say, I really want to be in a place where I teach other teachers and in out school, I do that a lot. It's just mm-hmm. not the way I imagined it. I imagined me having to do it inside of a university, mm-hmm. but that's not what I'm doing. But what I, I'm not doing it that way, but it's still something that I'm doing. And I, I wouldn't have imagined it. It's not something that I could have put it what is it? Vision board and say, by age of whatever, I want to work at a startup and do these things. I didn't (laughs) even know the word startup. I didn't know. I didn't even know all of those things. Or so, yeah, it's pretty cool to see that can start at one point and you can make it be known to God. Like I want to teach teachers. Mm -hmm. And if that's in alignment with his will, Mm -hmm. we'll help you get there. 
but it won't be the way you imagined it. Mm-hmm. And it'll be, for me, it has been a lot better than the way I've imagined it because I get to do something that I truly enjoy at home. Mm-hmm. I, I still work from home. I'll always work from home, be with my daughters. Mm-hmm. I can bring them into my work. I don't have to really push my family aside. I can schedule things to make sure that they're getting what they need. And it's just been a, a really cool journey, even in the midst of, I was in intensive therapy, like several sessions a week, mm-hmm. um, taking medication, which is tiring, mm-hmm. being off of medication, which is very shaky and not comfortable. At least it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. And tiredness. And all of these things that I was going through physically, mentally, spiritually, but I was still able to hold on to my family, mm-hmm. my faith, my work. Mm-hmm. And I just know that that was all by divine design. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I appreciate is, is your podcast and, the, and your Facebook lives and the things that you share. And the other day I was listening to one of your podcast episodes about taking a break and, you know, that, that courage to listen to what your body and soul are telling you. So would you mind kind of just riffing a little bit on the, on your own (laughs) podcast episode and share with, with our seven sisters, what you've learned about taking a break? They are necessary. (laughs) Push ourselves to the point of how you have to take a break because you have no other choice Mm. but to take a break, but being intentional about it, it's so freeing and it gives your body space to create, to process because we're only going. When I think about homeschooling, we never took a break and we just add on and add on and add on. Where's the space to absorb and apply we've been adding on and building on to. So when I think of taking a break, it as now have room information that taken in from work, from tools, listening to other people's opinions and um, the way they are doing things. How can I apply these different things that I've taken in and what can I let go of so that I can have even more space in myself and in my environment? I took a break last week at the time of this podcast. I, it was last week when I took a break. But what I did, I did a warm-up break. So I let my man know that I was getting off from work at two o'clock every day, mm-hmm. the week before I actually my full vacation. Mm-hmm. That everyone doesn't have the same opportunities, but based on the privileges that you have, we all have some privileges. Uh, whether we want to admit it, admit it or not. And, we, you know, sometimes we could just like, I can't because, and the list goes on. Uh-huh. All of us have some privileges and it's up to us to look at the privileges that we have. So if you have an opportunity to take a vacation and you talk yourself out of it because you, you're worried about what someone else is thinking, mm-hmm. that's not the company's fault or the other person's fault. It's yours. We don't know what other people are thinking. And we really can't worry about, are they going to approve of our decisions to take a break? Mm -hmm. All we can do is say, I have the capacity to take a break. I know that in my contract, I get vacation days. 
So I'm going to use them. I'm not letting them build up for a future time, but if needed in this moment, then I'm going to take advantage of it in this particular. So I guess what I'm saying is don't talk yourself out of stopping. Mm -hmm. Your children will be okay if you can't teach a lesson. Like today, I'm probably not going to do much with my kids because I'm really tired. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually were like, so maybe you can get a nap mm-hmm. and maybe you could take a nap now. I was like, but I can't take a nap right now. So it's like, well, go look at your calendar. And I'm like, hey, somebody took a meeting off my calendar. So maybe I could squeeze in a nap um, at noon. So mm-hmm. everybody knows at noon, <laughs> I'm going to take a nap because I'm really tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and so breaks aren't always uh, a, a one week off either. Where can I find space during the day to stop and take care of myself? Mm-hmm. Even when my kids were little, they took naps. And if I didn't take a nap, I would read a book. I would just do something light and not feel um, as if I had to keep going to prove my work. And mm-hmm. I, I do feel like part of our culture that we feel like we have to keep going so people can believe that we are as good as they think we are, mm-hmm. but we don't have to prove anything to anyone. Right. We just need to show up for the things when it's time to show up for them and do our best in that moment. So when we have the moment to take a break, we can be present in, in that free time, in that free moment versus wondering, oh, well, did I do enough? Do they think I'm okay, you know, to be off? Like, are they going to look at my old work and say, well, she didn't do this or that? Well, we don't have time to think about all of that. (laughs) It's not, you know, it's not that deep. We just have to not put so much pressure on ourselves and rest because God tells us to rest. So even if you don't want to listen to what I just said, he says that we should rest. So that's what we should do. See what I mean about Latanya's words? It, you know, when she says something, it has meat to it. So that's that's exactly what I think a lot of us need to hear is, you know, there there's time to take a break. It's not about what other people think. It's about, you know, God says there are times we need to rest and we should be faithful to that. So thank you, Latanya. You made my day. So I, I well, thank you. <laughs> and I hope you get a good a good rest today because you are listening to your body and your soul and being faithful steward of that. So it just blesses my heart. Thank you very much. So Latanya. So before we stop, would you tell everybody how to connect with you? Sure. Um, I right at joyintheordinary.com. There's a lot of great content there. I don't write every day, but there's plenty there that you can go back and and look at. I also podcast. You can get to the podcast by going to podcast.jointheordinary.com. And I'm most active on Instagram right now. So instagram.com slash joyintheordinarymom. and if you just want to chat, you can always email me. I do respond to emails, Latanya at Joy in the Ordinary. Beautiful. Thank you. And we'll put links to all of that in the show notes. Well, thank you, Latanya, for taking, I know, you know, you have so many things on your plate, 
but you took time out and it was really good to hear your voice again. Thanks a whole lot. Thank you, Vicki. Thank you, Seven Sisters. Yeah. All right. This has been the Homeschool High School Podcast brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Check out Latonya's work. You will be blessed and we will see you next week. Bye.